I'm Christina. And this is Erin. And you're listening to Something to Wag About. Do you want to start our podcast with a funny story, Erin? Well, do you have a funny story? No. I don't have a funny story. <laughs> I can tell you another cheesy joke that you don't understand. <laughs> I'm really good at being clueless at those, so... <laughs> Well, today I wanted to talk about a fun lesson that I had with a not quite six month old puppy because it wasn't the kind of lesson that I typically have. Okay. Do tell. (laughs) What'd you do? (laughs) So this is a puppy um, whose owner bought a puppy package, but the puppy was doing so well that they didn't feel like they needed the lessons. They decided to save the lessons for down the road when they might need them. So I first met the puppy when they were, actually we had a pre-puppy lesson. We had a puppy lesson when he was eight weeks and another one when he's 10 weeks. And now he's almost six months old. And this is the, I haven't seen him since because he's been doing so well. And the issue that the owner is having is that the puppy will not recall out of play with other dogs. Pretty common, pretty pretty common problem. Other than that, Six months old, not quite six months old puppy doing amazing walks. Nice had a leash, comes when called pretty much. He's off leash quite a bit. He's doing great. So super happy with him. And we didn't have any dogs, or I don't have any dogs that are size appropriate that we could do setups with. And the owner couldn't find any that were available at lesson times for that. So ideally I would love to have the puppy's actual friends or some dogs that I know, and then we can do setups and we can practice actual scenarios. But because the puppy's only 12 pounds, I don't have anybody that's size appropriate who would play with the puppy and none of his friends were available. So we went to the dog park. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> And so agrees that this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, so my plan wasn't to go in the dog park. My plan was practice recalls in a new environment near the dog park on a long line, practice recalls at the fence, let him say hi through the fence if he was able to do so appropriately. And to kind of leave it at that, let the puppy play through the fence and practice recalls there and to discuss how we might um, do that it with his play group with his actual puppy friends but this particular dog park is divided into two zones the big dogs and the little dogs and the big dog side um scared me there was no way that I would be comfortable taking this puppy in there although the owner says that occasionally he does come by there and put the puppy in the big dog play group and that he plays really well but Looking at the dogs in there, the size difference and the play styles of those dogs, unknown dogs to me, made me very uncomfortable. There's no way on earth I would put a puppy in that play group and not have a panic attack. Yeah, 12 pounds is pretty small. That's just like a wrong foot in the wrong place. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and unknown dogs. I don't know if those dogs are friendly. And often dogs at dog parks, they might be friendly, but they might not be appropriate. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a difference. A lot of dogs are friendly, but are rude. So they're not overtly aggressive. They're not mean dogs. They're just bullies <laughs> or they're rude or they're don't have a recall and they don't respect other dogs cutoff signals. <laughs> but they're not overtly aggressive people. That's what everyone thinks their dog's friendly, but they might not be respectful or appropriate. There's a difference. Yeah. So we did our plan. We practiced some recalls and he struggled with that little guy uh, struggled with recalls, even near the dog park. So we practiced that a little bit. He caught on really fast. He's very food motivated, very clever little guy. And then we were practicing saying hi to the fence and recalling away and being dismissed and being sent back to play with us through the fence with his new friends. And then we went around the corner down to where the small dog dog park was. And there was a single whippet in there and she was 10 months old and they played through the fence and she was super appropriate and she was super sweet. So we went into the dog park, which I don't think I've ever done in a lesson before. Have you? <laughs> Definitely not. Nope. I, I tend to actively avoid dog parks. So that's interesting. I, well, I train outside of dog parks quite frequently, Yeah, but usually that's accompanied with a giant lecture about mm-hmm. some of the scary things that I've seen or dealt with and dog parks and the fights and how you should never, ever, ever go inside. Um, <laughs> but in this case, we went inside. And so that's why I thought would be fun. Um, and what we were working on is so the, the whippet was 10 months and she was significantly bigger, mm-hmm. She's probably 25 pounds. So that's about double the size of the puppy that I was with. And the puppy I was with is a little insecure and the whippet's obviously faster. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went in and we learned about cutoff single signals. So when the little pup was asking for space, which was frequently, uh, he was doing okay. He was, he was, they were going back and forth. He was initiating contact with the whippet. He wasn't just hiding and cowering and being afraid. Otherwise we would have left immediately, but he was asking for space. And then when he got the space, he would take a second, sometimes do a shake off. And then he would go re-engage with the whippet. And that was cool. So we were looking at different ways that the puppy could ask for space or ask for a a bit of a break from the play games. And for him, do you have any ideas? What do you think a 12 pound puppy might do to ask for a little break and play? There's a whole, I'm like, there's a whole bunch of them. (laughs) Um, Let's see, little 12 pound puppy. He could try and move away. He could look away. Um, I can see a little 12 pound puppy try and run behind his owner. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did he do? So little guy would back himself against a fence. That was a big one. He was backing himself against a fence, trying to to like protect his back so he couldn't be circled. He was going underneath benches. He was going to his owner. He was going to other people in the dog park. He was jumping a little bit. So every single time I saw one of those cutoff signals, I would ask the owner to go in with cookies and separate the puppies. So the, the whippet owner was just sitting there. She didn't realize we were in a lesson. She didn't participate at all. And this is the problem at dog parks is most people just sit in one corner and chit chat together and the dogs mm-hmm. don't have any help. Yeah. So every time the little puppy said, I need a, I need a second. 
um, I would have the owner go in with cookies in each hand and separate the puppies. And luckily the whippet was also, we asked, she was allowed to have cookies and she was food motivated too. So as soon as a youngster, the smaller puppy would say, Hey, I need a break, go in, separate each puppy sits, get a cookie. And then we would protect the little guy, give him a little bubble with our hands and keep the whippet out of his space. Whippet would go off and do her own thing. And then little puppy would run off and re-engage in play. It was really cute. That is really cute. And an elderly Chihuahua came in. Why he was at the dog park, I'm not sure. <laughs> because he didn't want any part of the puppies. And so maybe it's the only safe place she has to off-leash him. I'm not sure. But he came in and the puppies ran up to the Chihuahua. And the Chihuahua said, no, thank you. In the ways that Chihuahuas do. And our puppies both said, okay, no problem. It was really cute. They were both very respectful. And we didn't have to step in and help the Chihuahua's cutoff signals or space signals be respected. And that's the thing is that if our, especially little dogs, if, if they give cutoff signals, if they give signals that say, Hey, I need space or I need a break, or this is too much. If those signals are respected, the dogs will have no reason to escalate their behaviors into snaps and snarls and bites and, and nippiness. If they give those signals and the other dog doesn't respect the, what their, their communication, that's when we often get the barky, nip, snippy, snappy, chargy, over the, looks over the top reactions mm-hmm. because they, when they said no, thank you quietly, they weren't respected. Yeah. And it is generally why, I mean, you've already mentioned some reasons as to why dog parks aren't often the best for, for these type of uh, situations. But another reason with them is that usually dogs don't get that space in those in mm-hmm. dog park situations. Cause yeah, usually a lot of times there's 17 dogs running around. It can gang up on one dog that's trying to get space or get away. Yeah. So it's usually a problem with doing socializing in dog parks, because not only on top of the things you've already mentioned in terms of people don't watch their dogs or you don't know what type of dogs are going to be in there. Usually that asks for space, uh, it's not respected. If there are a lot of dogs in there, dogs may gang up on one dog, or if the, if the people aren't watching, you know, they don't step in to help a dog. Uh, So it is usually why dog parks. And even sometimes if the dog, if the dog runs away. So sometimes dogs, when they ask for space, they don't actually come to the owner or they don't Mm -hmm. go to a fence or maybe you're not near a fence or you're not near a bench and they try and run away. And then you, because it's such a big area, you physically can't yeah. get there fast enough to help the dog get space. That's um, the good thing about the small dog side of the dog park. It's not very big. So we could cool. get there. Yeah. It was really I great space. I actually don't know. We have one dog park here. I haven't been there in forever, but we they do kind of have two sides. But I don't know if the dog park, like the dog park you were at, was it actually a like no big dogs allowed or yes. is it just gen- oh, okay yeah the only one I kind of know is there's kind of the unwritten rule <laughs> where it's the one side the small dogs but I I I have driven by and see big dogs in there all the time um, and yeah. to be fair if you had little tiny toy poodles this whippet puppy might be a big dog yeah yeah right? exactly like, it's exactly. all relative yeah, it is relative you said something really interesting there that's relevant to our lesson today 
is that the dogs don't know to go to their owners. And I think that is often the problem in dog parks because the owners aren't involved. So mm -hmm. for this little puppy, we're working on recall out of play. So myself and the owner were a part of the play. We weren't sitting mm -hmm. off in the corner. We were there with the puppies in the same spaces where they were playing and we're part of it. So we could interrupt really quickly, get cookies in their faces. We didn't have to get up and walk over 20 feet and try to interrupt it. But at that point, you're too late. Yeah. So the puppies that weren't being helped by their owners weren't learning to check in with their owners. They were learning that they're on their own. Our puppy was learning that we frequently interrupt the play. He gets the space he wants. He gets cookies and then he gets to play again. So we were training him to check in with us. We were training mm -hmm. that recall out of play by being a part of the play and interrupting it frequently. Whereas the other owners who were a part of the play, when they did call their puppy, it was kind of like a big deal and the play was over and it was a horrible thing. A little lab, a 16 week old lab puppy did join us as well. And she was great because she had more confidence and more play style with the Whippet. So they were going at it really equally. And that gave our shyer, smaller little guy, it was a mini Aussie, um, more opportunity to kind of play on the outskirts and not be the focus of the play. So he got more confident once the lab came because the Whippet's attention wasn't solely on him. So, and the Whippet was really good because once the lab was there, as soon as our little guy gave cutoff signal, she'd go, okay. And then she'd go to the lab. When the lab wasn't there yet, when our little guy would give a little cutoff signal, she'd be like, are you sure? Are you sure? And because no one was there helping her learn that when the other puppy says, no, thank you, she should give him a break. She was just kind of learning to be a bit of a bully. And that, that's unfortunate because that's so easily trained at her age when she's just exploring how to yeah. interact with dogs. Yeah. And that's part of why I don't like dog parks again, because that's, that's kind of the way it goes there. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. And this ties back into a little bit about what we talked about in our socialization episode, but it is true that a part of training recall and that we can help training our recall by being an active participant in our dog's socialization mm -hmm. with these type of exciting things that become can become very exciting distractions for our dogs like the the when they say hi to people or when they're playing with other dogs yeah by being a part of almost being a part of that play and giving them those breaks and you know rewarding check-ins it makes the recall process so much easier it's not necessarily just about trying to set up these situations and just trying to do these repetitive, repetitive recalls where, mm -hmm. you know, it is a big party when they get to you, which, you know, I do still do recalls like that, but recall training can be so much easier if you just have that reinforcement history there for, mm -hmm. like you said, those check-ins and, and just, um, ensuring, you know, space is respected and not long duration play. So cool. Yeah. It was really fun. So yeah. we started with warm up outside the dog park, practicing recalls. Mm -hmm. We had our little play session and then puppy was getting a little tired. I think we were in the play for about 20 minutes and then we left and we practiced recalls and sits and all those things on the outside again. So it wasn't about show up, you wrestle and you leave. Mm -hmm. You want to really make sure for him that it's show up. You respond to some cues, you eat some cookies, you calm down, you're, you're attentive and 
and you're responsive to your person. You go inside, you have some appropriate play, and then you leave again and hang out near the dogs without having to interact with them. Mm-hmm. So that was equally as important to teach the puppy that you can actually be near the dog park and you can be near your buddies um, without actually being a part of it all the time. Yeah. And then again, it's going back to that whole interaction. The whole lesson was more about the human being there and being a part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, that was the common denominator. And it wasn't just, we show up at the dog park and you get tired by <laughs> wrestling with dogs and I'm zero part of it. Cause yeah. yeah, then you're just, you know, there's no hope you're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so but, yeah, that's really cool. But it was really fun. The, the owner said he really enjoyed the lesson and he learned a lot. He's actually going to take some videos outside the dog park. He's going to go train and video and record as he's videoing what he thinks he's seeing in the body language of the docs and he'll send that to me and we'll discuss it in our next lesson. So it's going to be fun because he's really keen to learn about dog body language. And a lot of it isn't something that we know naturally you have to learn mm-hmm. and how you're, you know, how are you going to learn if you don't ask questions? So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. So after all of that, talking about your fun lesson and everything, what is the takeaway from our chat in terms of dog parks and we training. should all go to the dog park. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are no hard and fast rules and that mm-hmm. sometimes dog parks might be okay. If you evaluate the scenario and you strategically choose when you go and what you do when you're in there and that you should be a part of the dog park, not just an observer trying to tire out your puppy so you can go home and read a book. Yeah. And, you know, I said earlier that I tend to avoid dog parks and I do and tend to discourage them in general. I do. Um, But I also fully recognize that sometimes it really is the only way that people can safely allow their dogs some off leash time. And when someone comes to me and we talk about dog parks, it's never a hard and fast. Don't do it. Because that mm-hmm. is some people's opinions. No, it's a dog park. Don't go yeah. there. Well, I do have that hard and fast rule for certain types yeah. of dogs. Yep, absolutely. For certain types of dogs, I, I get it. Um, sometimes it's a safety issue. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just no matter what, it's going to be too overstimulating. But it is always, uh, it depends. Mm-hmm. And generally for some clients that I have, and honestly, sometimes it is just a, um, an anxiety thing with the people. They're just, they don't feel comfortable letting their dogs mm-hmm. off leash. And, and, and if you have a dog, that's okay. We evaluate the current dogs in the park. You take that time too, like with what your client, they're taking the time to learn some dog body language and teach the dog some skills, then, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can work. Yeah. 